just finished measuring the outside of the house, you proceed to the interior, you immediately go up the stairs to the second level. The second level is sloped. The ceiling, in other words, is sloped. You're standing in a story and a half house. I know that's not an architectural style. <laughs> I know that's not UAD protocol, but you're in a house that consists of one and a half stories. The second level has a sloped ceiling and it hits a knee wall. Where do you start your tape measure to measure that second level? I'm Brian Reynolds. You're listening to the Appraisal Update Podcast. You know, this has been a common question, debate, argument, discussion for, gosh, a long, long time. And as I travel around the country and, and speak to appraisers, I ask this with a with <laughs> with a lot of regularity. And you know, it's amazing. I still get a lot of different answers. Um, some of my favorites over the years have been, well, I, I just use wall to wall or paint to paint. I um, measure baseboard to baseboard. I like this one. I measure the outside and just divide by two. Uh, shoulder, believe it or not, I hear that one a lot. I walk up to where my shoulder hits the slope and I measure across. That's what I use, my shoulder. I've had appraisers say I use my head. Well, I walk up to the slope of the ceiling and where my head hits that wall, that's where I'm going to start my tape measure. I've heard hip Sitting in a chair where my head hits. I said, you carry a chair around with you on your property inspections, your appraisal inspections. Chester drawers, and, and, and for those of you that don't know our lingo, that's uh, abbreviated for chest of drawers, not Chester's drawers. I'm not sure who Chester is. Usable space, whatever that may be. What's usable space? And finally, probably my all-time favorite, I believe I was in Kansas and someone said, you know, Brian, I walk up to where my head hits the ceiling, the slope. I walk up to where my head hits the ceiling and I take a step back. And that's where I start. Well, well, how big is the step that you take back, right? So if we talk about this a little bit, and, and we're going to spend a little bit of time on this podcast just talking about where you start and where should you start and if it's a recognized method or technique or is it something you just pulled out of your back pocket for crying out loud <laughs> i was i always have this discussion i say imagine you're in the hot seat well brian i'm never going to court i'm telling you right now well guess what you get a subpoena you're going to court so imagine you're in court and someone asks you, uh, you know, the other expert witness or the other appraiser that we've made come here as a fact witness uh, has said the square foot is X amount. You've said that it's Z amount. And the only measurable difference <laughs> is on the second level. Your square footage calculation on the second level is grossly different than the other appraisers. How did you get your square footage for the second level? And you say, well, I just walk up to where my shoulder hits the ceiling and that's where I start my tape measure. Imagine if the follow-up question was say, okay, you use your shoulder. 
what piece of appraisal literature, or any literature for that matter, can I find that you should start the measurement of the second level at your shoulder? And guys, if we use that rationale, if I'm the seller of the property, I want to hire your shortest appraiser to come appraise my house because suddenly my house will be bigger, right? And conversely, if I'm the buyer, I want your tallest appraiser uh, to come measure it because then the house will be smaller and maybe I can renegotiate a better deal, right? There ought to be some level of a consistency. And I don't know what that means, but we probably should try and figure it out, you know? Peter Christensen had said the other day that uh, incorrect square footage is the number one area where appraisers get sued. I was just in Charleston, South Carolina, lecturing down there, and, and what, what a good time. Great food, great people. And uh, there was a, a representative from an E&O company there as well, and he put up on the, on the slide deck uh, square footage, errors in square footage is uh, one of the leading reasons for appraisers being sued, successfully sued. So we need to figure this out. We need to be careful with it. Um, you know, this, the, the Commonwealth of Kentucky has said, uh, 201KAR3040, standards of practice. The standard for the calculation and reporting of above-grade square footage and below-grade square footage in single-family houses shall be the American National Standard for Single-Family Residential Buildings Square Footage Method for Calculating ANSI Z765-2013. So that's the uh, 2013 edition of, of that publication. Our, our Owensboro Board of Realtors um, in a February meeting approved the following. Section 1.2a ANSI and square footage. And it, it, it's pretty lengthy. I'm not going to read it verbatim, but it's a class B rule and it's talking about square footage. It says the listing agent and or broker are responsible to assure all residential listings are measured using the ANSI measurement method. Use of, use of the expression square feet per PVA based on PVA calculations PVA, for, for, for those listening that don't know what I'm talking about, is basically our assessor, property evaluation administrator in Kentucky. We call them PVAs. It's, it's just merely the assessor's office, right? So an agent can't say square footage is based on PVA calculations. It says it, it in the MLS is prohibited, right? So our local board says, it doesn't say the agent has to measure, but it says that they need to ensure that the property was measured in accordance to ANSI, right? So we just need to kind of think this through a little bit. Let's talk about what USPAP says. Does USPAP require you as a practicing appraiser to use a specific standard for measurement? Well, let's, let's look to the guide itself. If you look at frequently asked question number 181 in the 2020-2021 edition of USPAP, it says, are appraisers bound by USPAP required to comply with ANSI, the standard method for measuring square footage in detached and attached single-family houses? The answer is no. But they took two really, especially the second one, big paragraphs to say no. I mean, no is really just N-O. But, and I haven't counted them, but there's a bunch of words on this page in front of me <laughs> that says a little bit more than no. It, it, it closes by saying um, 
that appraisers are required to gather factual information in a manner that is sufficiently diligent. Standards Rule 1-1C requires appraisers to not render appraisal services in a careless or negligent manner. Appraisers must use due, due diligence and due care in performing appraisal services, including gathering factual data, such as square footage. We should want to try and get this information right. I mean, could, the, could a difference in size impact your final conclusions, your, possibly your final opinion of value? Yeah, I think so. It could be very significant. So you've got to decide what you want to use. The current edition of ANSI, uh, and you can just Google it and find it. It, uh, it is square footage slash method for calculating ANSI Z765-2013. So it was approved in June of 2013, the American National Standards Institute Incorporated. Okay. Uh, if you Google it, you can find it. You can buy it, buy a digital copy. It's available on the internet. And it, it even has illustrations on it. And to, to just kind of sum it up, on page 10 of that publication, it gives you guidance on how to measure a house that has a sloped ceiling on the second level. And the standard is, is the space where the ceiling is less than five feet is not counted. So what that would mean is you're going to start your tape measure at five across, five foot across, measure across, and that's going to be your dimension. However, there's one additional issue. I kind of refer to it as the five-seven rule. I just made that up. It's not, it's not in the publication. But you start at the five-foot mark, you measure across. No area less than five feet is counted. And then the dimension you come up with, at least one half of the finished square footage must have seven feet where the ceiling slope. So you've got to have at least seven foot of ceiling height, if you will, in half of that area. All right. The finished area in the finished loft slash attic counting toward the finished square footage of that level has a ceiling height of at least five feet and at least one half of the finished square footage has a ceiling height of at least seven feet, right? So start at the five foot, measure across, and then at least half of that area has to have a ceiling height of seven feet or more. Now it's recently come up that um, there's been a debate, well, do you include the outside wall? Do you not include the outside wall? The, the standard really didn't say. Um, some appraisers say, well, we're gonna, we're gonna use it at the five foot mark. I mean, that's what it says. Let's not read anything into it. Let's not overanalyze it. <laughs> and we as uh, appraisers, or like I call us analysts, because that's really what we are, right? We're analyzing the actions of market participants. We tend to sometimes overanalyze things, right? This just says start at five foot, or, or basically it says areas less than five foot are not counted. Does it say add to the thickness of the wall? It does not say that. On the other hand, some appraisers in the, in the country say, well, yeah, it doesn't say that specifically, but the rest of the standard is saying you gotta add to the thickness of the outside wall. So I'm gonna take it to mean that I'm gonna add. Um, you know, you've gotta make that decision, I suppose, because it, it, it doesn't spell it out. 
One area that I do want to talk about, and I want to spend a couple of minutes on this podcast with this because it's pretty important stuff. On, on um, what is it, page one, Roman numeral one, actually, of the standard, okay, of the 2013 edition. Down at the bottom, it says, anti-procedures require periodic review to ensure the standards are current and relevant. Well, guess what? We're in the time frame in which they're doing their periodic review. And I wanted to... I wanted to kind of highlight that as well during this podcast because it's an opportunity for everyone listening to get involved. And I'm begging you, get involved. Um, Potential changes could impact how you perform your business on a daily basis. So it's time to get involved. If you go to homeinnovation.com forward slash Z765, You'll get lots of information. So you don't have to put the www in anymore, I don't guess. But uh, www.homeinnovation.com forward slash Z765. Or just type in homeinnovation.com forward slash Z765. So I told you that the current edition is anti-Z765 2013. Well, guess what? They're looking at a new version coming out in 2020. So the proposed is ANSI-Z765-2020. Now, I'm I'm giving you direction of how to get there. I actually serve on the committee. And so I'm I'm just talking to you on this podcast from an appraiser, from a guy, from Brian Rebels, not as a committee member, okay? Um, But the the stuff is on the the site. You You can see what... Action's been uh, occurred thus far. You can see what's going on, what's proposed. You didn't even see a draft of the new standard on there. I, I, I beg you to get on there and take a look. If you support it, you support it. If you don't support it, you don't support it. And uh, you have an opportunity to voice your opinions until March 23rd. And I'm asking anyone listening to this podcast to take a look at it, take a look at it in detail. Make your decision whether you support it or you hate it, and please make a comment. They're asking you for your opinion. Now, there's things on there that, that again, Brian Reynolds, the appraiser, the guy just talking to you right now, uh, I like. You know, a couple of changes look pretty good. There's one I hate. <laughs> so you guys have to look at that and determine on your own, but uh, one of the ones they're changing to me, is going to just be really confusing and and create a lot of problems for us. So I recommend you take a look at that. Again, homeinnovation.com forward slash Z765. I'll talk about just a couple of those real quick. You can see who's on the committee. You'll see uh, who's on the committee. Um, You can see the proposed changes. And uh, then you can see an actual draft of the 2020 edition, right? Um, so on February 7th, they issued the public comment draft. This draft is provided for the purpose of solicitate, soliciting public comments on the change of the 2020 ANSI Z765 standard. So they're wanting your comments. Uh, please get involved. I'm looking at the new draft. And let me just click around here a minute. So if you go to the public 
proposal. Uh, this is this is what the public had commented on. Public proposals report on the development of the 2020 square footage methods for calculating ANSI Z765 February 7th. And it gives you a little history there, okay? And it shows you who's on the committee and you can see ballot results. It looks like there were 26 inquiries and then two were added. So there's a total of 28 items that were suggested for change. And you'll see, if you look at this, that the majority of them were disapproved, um, a lot of them. But there were a few that are uh, approved uh, as modified or, or approved. If you look at page four, here's one that, that seems pretty reasonable. Uh, ANSI defines living areas suitable for year-round use. And then there's a reason they, they put a comment here. Uh, it says Fannie Mae, on the other hand, addresses heat, but not air conditioning. So a lot of the folks in the industry or secondary market participants or FHA or whomever require that properties have a heat source, right? And you're not required to have air conditioning, but you are required to have a heat source in many, many instances, right? Well, they're, they're recommending modifying that to say that an enclosed area in the house that is suitable for year-round use based upon its location, embodying walls, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they're, they're looking at saying based upon its location. And the reason for that, guys, is there are some places in the world where maybe you don't, I mean, what about a house in Hawaii? Do you really need a heat source for a house in Hawaii? Maybe you don't. You probably don't. In fact, I think there are houses in Hawaii with no heat source. And some of my listers in Hawaii, you can correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, Kathy used to be down there. She's moved back uh, moved back up north now. But the one that, that, that I'm really struggling with is the uh, change for number 11. Uh, you look at log 11 and it's, it's going to change how you measure a second level that has that slope ceiling. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I, I'm, it's not my style to really leave you hanging on a podcast, but I'm going to. And the reason I'm going to, I mean, you can look at it yourself. Again, it's log number 11. It starts on page 10. So there's 22 pages in this, um, in the proposed changes. This is on page 10 and 11. You'll see my comments there. Right? You'll see how I feel about it. I was, uh, initially, I think I was the only one that voted no. And uh, I think someone else has ended up voting now. So right now it's going to go through unless uh, unless somebody changes their vote or the public gets involved, so on and so forth. But I'm going to I'm going to direct you to look at that yourself, and we're going to have a special edition webinar. And so I've invited uh, Mr. Hamp Thomas. I call him Mr. Ansi, right? He is very familiar with ANSI. He is very familiar with the, um, uh, the other standard, the American Measurement Standard. Uh, Hamp's a good guy. He's, uh, he's agreed to come on the program to talk about this because this is a big deal. It, it could really impact how you start measuring immediately if this thing goes through. And that's assuming that you measure in accordance to ANSI. Now, in Kentucky, I don't have a choice. I have to. There's other, there are other uh, states, I think uh, Melissa said her state's requiring that now. So there's a handful of states that require it. 
Miss Melissa Bond has agreed to be on the program. So Melissa Bond, um, she says she's Miss Auntie. So <laughs> not Mrs., not, not Ham's wife by any measure, but she is an auntie junkie too. And uh, so we, we've invited her to participate on the webinar. And the fine folks at Appraisory Learning, somebody's going to reach out to the uh, Home Innovation Research Labs. And let's get their perspective on it. I don't, I don't know that they'll join us, but we're going to invite them. Um, so if we can have uh, maybe the chair of the committee or maybe, uh, maybe uh, some of the staff on, I don't know. It'd be nice to get their perspective, tell us what's happening, how this is going to impact us if it goes through, what their rationale is for some of these changes. Again, I don't know that they'll be on, but we can hope that they will. So we're going to have a webinar uh, next week. It's going to be March the 10th at 10 o'clock Central Standard Time. We're going to allocate maybe an hour or so. Maybe it'll go over an hour. I don't know. This is a, this is a special edition. It's not a regular scheduled webinar that we do. But we'll have that webinar on March the 10th at 10 o'clock Central Standard Time. I've got at least two guests on that are very, very familiar with this. Hopefully, we'll have even a, another guest on with the um, with either a committee member or one of the staff with the Home Innovation Research Labs. We'd love to get their perspective, so we're making a, um, an invite to those folks. We, there's nothing wrong with getting different perspectives and trying to figure it all out, right? So if you're a regular listener, if you've never watched a webinar, they're very easy. We broadcast those on YouTube. You can jump over to Appraiser eLearning and get details on that. And uh, maybe Benjamin will give you some details on the email that this podcast is going out as well. Whatever you're doing, uh, you've got to have support for what you do. I would recommend that you don't say, I start where my head hits the slope or I hit where my shoulder hits the slope. Well, who told you to do that? Well, my supervisor did. Well, who told him? His supervisor. We can't ask him because he's dead, right? So whatever you're doing, uh, I would try to have some basis for that, right? Uh, I use ANSI. I use uh, the other measurement standard. I use, you know, I've, I've created a, a business decision that, and, you know, I, I talked to an appraiser the other day. He said, you know, I, I use four feet. I know what ANSI says. My state doesn't require it. My belief is around the four-foot mark, you know, somebody could put a chest there or a dresser or a drawer or something, and I use four feet. That's what I do. Well, okay. I mean, that's just his policy for measuring. Uh, but it would really be great if we could get everybody on the same page here and be very, very consistent. I know that's Hamp's uh, world dream is that we could all be very consistent with that. But whatever you do, you need to feel good about your decision. This is an area that's a little gray. Where are you starting up there? And it would be nice if we could all come together. But gosh, if we're going to make a change to something, let's not make it a change that's going to be even more confusing and, and, and create more turmoil for everyone. If we're going to make any kind of change, let's, let's make it a change that adds clarity to something, not more confusion. I hope you join us on the webinar next week, March 10th, 10 o'clock Central Standard Time. Check out Appraisal Learning, get on their email list, you'll find it that way. Go to YouTube, search Appraiser eLearning, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and then you would be notified about the webinar that way as well. Until next time, happy appraising.
The Appraisal Update podcast is brought to you by Appraiser E-Learning.